0: All the people said, We've had some tremendous services today. What a good message we had this morning! We heard a message from God's Word. We should never lose sight of what our objective as a church is. Our church's objective is not entertainment. It is not making someone feel good or feel superior because they get to sing, act, perform something in church. But the objective is to tell whether it's the preacher or the congregation that's a member of the church. Our objective is, as a church and as individuals, is to tell about God. We have a divine message. I like that. I like the song the ladies sang, the women sang. I'm leaning on Jesus. I'm leaning on Jesus. Are you? You really mean that? And then the choir just got through saying, In God we trust. I'll tell you, I I, I think there couldn't be a better introduction to my message tonight. Tonight I'm speaking on the subject of spirit world politics, I mean spirit world politics, not spirit worldwide, but spirit world politics, with all the programs that are on TV daily touching on Concerning or including the occult or witchcraft, ESP strange looking characters or whatever bible ba- uh, bible- based believers cannot help but see how that they deceive people into hiding the real aim and purpose of the politics of the spirit world or the dark kingdom. Now the Bible tells us in John chapter 8, just using it as a springboard into the lesson tonight, in John chapter 8 is something that so many of us, we just, we really don't like to believe. We don't like to quote it, we don't like to uh, suggest it to people. But Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 44, and he was not just talking about the prostitutes and the what the world calls the wicked ones, but he was speaking to the religious people. He said, ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, Why do you not believe me? It's always been amazing to me how that accusations without any evidence, without any proof whatsoever, can be so promoted by certain sectors in certain areas for certain reasons. And yet, in the same area, you can present the truth, you can present the evidence of the truth, And still, they would rather believe a lie than believe the truth. Jesus said, Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. He brings it back to the word of God. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Verse 58, Jesus saith unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Then took they stones, they, then took they up stones to cast at him. Now, tomorrow is election day. Tomorrow is our national election day. I'm not preaching against it, I'm not preaching for it. I'm just saying tomorrow is our election day. The newly installed Bishop of Novau by the way, that does not happen to be Brother Engine nor Brother Schott. But the newly installed Bishop of Davao, up there in the San Pedro Church, he had head- headlines in one of the local papers criticizing a nun's involvement in politics and gave a nice, he gave a nice speech how that people in the lord's work should not get involved in politics it is a real laugh to me considering the roman catholic uh history in the matter of politics and uh, by the way remember as we play with the words like we in the philippines like to do we like to play with words mixing up English with Visayan or Greek. Now, speaking of politics, did you know the dictionary says that poly means many? And ticks are parasites. And so you you don't want to forget that because (laughs) that that is a fact. Now, we're talking about spirit world politics. And there are only two kingdoms out there. We only have two kingdoms in this world. You may divide the whole world into how many nations, but you only have two spirit kingdoms. One is God's kingdom. The other is the devil's kingdom. There is no other kingdom. One at the head of each kingdom. There is absolutely no power sharing we've seen that in the paper here lately god or the devil now there's three simple facts in this spirit world politics uh, uh, an election is also going on now i'd like to bring out three simple facts tonight first of all In the spirit world election politics, God has elected you to be saved, to spend all eternity in heaven. And I want us to prove that, because in Romans 8.20 and 8.33, just share your Bibles tonight. Because we're, we're we're a Bible Baptist church, does make a difference what you believe. What do you believe? Well, I believe what the church believes. What does the church believe? Well, the church believes what I believe. And what do you both believe? Well, we both believe the same thing. There's there's just that in the world today. Too many Baptists. They say I'm a Baptist, and they have no idea what a Baptist is. They have no idea where they came from they have no idea really why they believe what they believe or they don't even know what they believe but the bible tells us in romans chapter 8 and verse 38 that he calls god's people elect who shall say anything to the charge of god's elect god's elect colossians chapter 1 if you would please in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 1, Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timotheus his brother. I'm in Colossians 1-1, and I don't see elect. But be that as it may, it's in there somewheres, and I just missed it. But be that as it may, we as God's people are called by God the elect. Now, In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1, and verse 4, I should say, and this scripture is right, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4, it says, According as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, Now, the Bible teaches that all believers are chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Now I want you to turn to 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2, and we're going to find something else that we're elected according to. And the Bible says in First Peter chapter one verse two elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. When I was going to Bible school, we had theology. We had a very strict teacher. <clears throat> he had a certain position on Election. He had the position that God looked down and he saw who was going to accept the Lord, so he elected them to be saved. That somehow did not, that did not answer the question that I had in my mind. And so in a theology class, I raised my hand and I said, Dr. Smith, Does the word knowledge mean just a mental knowing or consent of a fact? Oh my goodness, he gave me the skinning of my life. Everybody in class laughed at me, they joked at me. I just sat down and said to to my companion, you know, That did not sound too good to me. And so, the next day, because I'd been studying the theology book and I'd been studying what the Bible had to say about it, and I had found out that in the book of Genesis that Adam knew his wife as a result of that knowledge they had their child. There were many in the Bible. Mary came to the angel and said, How can this thing be, seeing I know not a man? And these are the verses that the word knowledge, I looked at the word knowledge up in my concordance and I found out that it meant more than just a mental assent to something that there was. And much to my surprise and much to my pleasure, both in revenge to my fellow students and uh, to me personally, when Dr. Smith walked into the class the next day, he said, shall we stand for prayer? And then just before he asked somebody to pray, he said, before we pray, I would like to say to Mr. Schott that the word know and knowledge does mean more than just a consent. And so and so will lead us in prayer. But believe you me, that answered some questions. And afterward I approached Dr. Smith and I said, then how do we believe that God foreknew, I mean our predestination and our election is based upon just the fact that he knew He said, that is an old argument, and he said, I'd rather not get into it. Well, I've never changed my mind. God has elected you to be saved to go to heaven. But, but we find also in the Bible that the devil has elected and the devil has chosen now you talk about campaign posters that we see in front of all the schools besides all of the streets and all of the light posts and every place that we are not permitted to put a invitation to a revival meeting. I'm guaranteeing you that there has been a lot of campaigning for tomorrow's election and the devil has more He has more posters out there. He has more means that he is campaigning for you to die and go to hell and spend eternity in the lake of fire which burneth with fire and brimstone forever and forever. Now, the devil is no friend of ours. We find that in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8. He is called a roaring lion, roaring lion on Discovery Channel. I like to watch sometimes their planet uh, there on planet Earth, on their animal planet, when they don't get into the stupid argument of evolution. Uh, I like to see live pictures of lions catching little baby uh, antelope. And eating them. I thought, boy, there's a picture of the devil. That is a real picture of the devil. Oh my goodness. You have all these, you have all these weeping, uh, pity party people who they cry over anything, everything that, uh, you know, they are so pitiful. Just like Abel of old. He was too pitiful, he had too much pity to kill a lamb. Poor little innocent lamb. How can you do that to a lamb? He has a right he has as much right to be in the world as you do. Why why in the world would you skin the poor kid? They are called kids, you know. Now that's a picture of the devil. Brother the devil doesn't mind a bit. For people to be crying about something that ought to be done and they shouldn't, they don't think they ought to do it. Now there's a couple ways that the devil has his election, has his choices, has his campaigns for you to be lost, to be his damned forever and forever. First of all, by his lies. This world is full of lies, untruths. He does... He, he lies to us on what will not happen to you. Ah, oh, this will not happen to you. You can have sex before you get married and not get a disease, or you can have sex before married and not get in the family way, or father a child. Well, the devil has all sorts of ideas that he puts in the heads of people that they want to believe it anyhow, And so we find that by his lies he tells us what, will not happen to us by his lies and his deceptions his unfounded promises look what he promises you why look at all of the advertisement you'd be, you'd get to believe that if you used a certain kind of shampoo you'd be the most beautiful person in the world oh if you just use this certain type of dye in your hair why you'll be you'll look a hundred years younger Boy, if that be true, that means you're a hundred years old already. Why try to cover that up? Why try to look young when you're not young? Amen? You try to look too young, and people's going to expect more of you than you're able to put out. You get like me, people begin to overlook your forgetfulness. All I have to do is say, Oh, I had a senior moment, and nobody. Nobody thinks a thing about that anymore. If I dye my hair and get some good uh, plastic surgeon to take the wrinkles out of my eyes and out of my chin here that wobbles around, why, people might get the wrong idea that I'm younger than I ought to be. And so, my friend, the devil has all sorts of promises, unfounded. And uh, I'll tell you one thing. The devil does everything in his dirty political power. You want to learn some things about the devil? Just observe some of the politic, uh, promises that are made to us and we don't even believe it, yet we, yet we do believe it. And somebody says, well, what else can we do? That's what a lot of religious people say. Well, what could I do? I gotta go to work on Sunday morning. I, 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 I gotta wear uh, ladies have to say, I've got to wear pants in order to go to certain school and get certain grades. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I'll tell you, the devil is full of his promises and what will not happen to you and what joy that will come to you if you will have him. And then, of course, the false religions, they present all their ways of worship. If you want an example, turn in, in Genesis chapter 3. One of the first people that he deceived. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat. Then she added to the word, that was a bad mistake, but in verse 4, the Serpent said unto them with a hiss in his voice, Ye shall not surely die. No wonder Jesus said he was a liar in the beginning. He lied back to God. He lied to the angels that fell with him. He's a liar from the very, very beginning. And we find that he has never quit his line. He kept promising things that he could not fulfill. He said in verse 4, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall know you be as gods, knowing good and evil. Oh, just just borrow this money from me. Oh, just go out with me. Just yield to this temptation. What promise? Nothing bad is going to happen to you. You're going to be somebody. You're going to do great things. Well, you can marry an unsaved person and nothing will happen. No, you'll enjoy their the benefits of having their particular life and this, that, and the other. The devil caused Eve to believe it. My friend, he said in verse 5, for God doth know that in the Day that ye eat thereof, your eyes will be open, and ye shall be gods, knowing good and evil. Was that true? Or was that false? That was true. 100% true and 100% false. He was using the truth to twist it, to change it around, To put his emphasis upon it where he wanted to, he made mention that God doth know. Does God know? Certainly God knows. God knows what the result would be if Eve ate of that tree. Then your eyes shall be opened. Were their eyes open? Yes. Their eyes were open. They saw they were naked. Why in the world didn't they see that before? God must have had them clothed in something that they didn't—they didn't see that they were naked. Ye shall be as gods. Were they? Were they as gods? Yes. Even Jesus said, "Are did is it not true that ye are gods?" Oh, I'll tell you. Among the Soxies and the Latter Day Saints, they come along and they. They twist those verses around and they try to make you as as God. And that Jesus Christ was just like you are now, only he progressed and you can progress as you get along in their religion while you will progress. Knowing good and evil. Did they know good and evil? Oh yeah. They learned what good was and they learned what evil was before that they were innocent. They were innocent. They, they didn't have the consciousness of evil nor, nor good. Everything was good. God saw that it was good. Everything around them was good. And then this most subtle beast of the field, the devil entered into him and through him deceived Eve into believing that they would know good and evil. Did they know good and evil? Yes. But they knew what was good and did not have the power to do it. They knew evil and did not have the power to overcome it. The devil did not tell them that. And so we find that by his lies and his deception, they talked to Eve and they put her in the notion that she was going to be like God's. Let me read in 1 Timothy. In the book of 1 Timothy, we find in chapter 2 and verse 14, For Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression, notwithstanding she shall be saved in childbearing. And that does not mean if you have 19 children that you're going to make heaven your home just because you had that many children. If they continue in the faith and in charity and holiness with sobriety, that childbearing was when Mary gave birth to a Savior who became our sacrifice. That is how that we are saved. We find that another example, and I'll just tell you about this in the book of Esther, Chapter 3, verse 4, there was a high positioned man in the kingdom of the king who hated Mordecai because basically he was a Jew. Be careful with racism. We are all subject to it. Don't kid yourself. Every one of us have prejudices and if we're not conscious of it, we will let the devil use racism, prejudices to trip us up. We find that Haman hated Mordecai and was going to kill him, was going to kill all the Jews because he hated Mordecai and so he planned it. He politicked around until he finally got the king to agree to build a a hangman's noose and he built a scaffolding very high so everybody could be able to see it and the Bible says in chapter 7 verse 10 that they in the book of Esther that they hung Haman on the gallows that he had built for Mordecai. Now, my friend, the devil had put it in the heart of Haman to destroy the Jewish people. And I believe God worked it out that he took care of Haman. You know, God takes care of all of us one way or the other. There was Judas in John chapter 13. In the book of John chapter 13, we find there was a man by the name of Judas. And verse 2, supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot Simon's son to betray him. Jesus said he knew who had a devil from the beginning. That means from the beginning that Judas became a disciple. The devil was already in him. But the devil continued in looking in verse 30. He then immediately went out received the sop and went out, and it was night, eternal night for Judas. And then we find in Matthew chapter 26 that I I got ahead of myself here in giving you chapter uh, 13 of John instead of Matthew chapter 26 first, but we can back up. Surely your mind can put it on reverse for a minute. In Matthew chapter 26 and verse 14, then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest. Now my friend, if Jesus in the first church had a Judas, you mean to tell me that we who had 660 some In services today are not in danger of having some who work their way forward to be able to be a worker or to be able to be in place of responsibility that does not, does not have the devil on the inside of him. My friend, we need to be watchful. We need to be careful. If Jesus had won, I'm sure that our church is not going to be spared. And said unto them in verse 15, what will you give me? This is what Judas said unto the chief priest. What will you give me? My, how many times since I've been a missionary here in Davao City, God's been blessing our work. And how many times... Another religious group have a big hullabaloo. They promise more than we have been promising. And somebody leaves us and goes to them. And on the contrary, how many other people, how many preachers have presented themselves to me and said, Oh, I'm sick and tired of this Baptist group. I don't believe like them anymore. I want to join your group. I said, great, great. How much will you give me? I'm not going to give you anything. Last time I've ever seen them. <clears throat> Actually, I learned that early in my ministry here in the Philippines. How easy it was to buy a preacher. How easy it was to buy a church member. How easy it was for a church member of one church To jump over and be a member of another church simply because one church offended them with the Word of God and they didn't like it. So they thought they'd join another church thinking they could get by with that. Well, the Bible says that we have to be careful. <coughs> For lack of time, I want to come into the third point here, the most important point of them all. God has elected us to be saved. Devil has elected us to be lost. what will it be? I've had the predestination crowd who believed in election. We call them hyper-Calvinists. And their attitude is, their doctrine is, if you're elected to be saved, you really won't have to do anything. You'll go to heaven. Won't do any good Cry and moan around and promise God and accept Jesus as your Savior and all those things. If God, if God has elected you to hell, you'll never be saved. How many Roman Catholics I have had to tell me. Well, you know, if God wants me to be saved, I'll be saved. And if God wants me not to be saved, I won't be saved. And so therefore they spend Sundays at the cockpit. No, my friend, God put in we, you and me, and every person since Adam and Eve, and ever since the time of Eve, uh, we have been basically lost. We were born lost. If you don't get saved, you don't have to do anything and I guarantee you, you'll go to hell. No matter how good you are, no matter how bad you are, if you don't do one thing, you'll die and go to hell. Why? Because you are lost already. You're not lost because you did something. You are lost because of who you are. There is no spark of divinity in you. There is nothing good in you that will merit you salvation. You know, I really do not believe and the the reason I don't believe it is because the Bible does not teach it. You cannot find it. I do not believe that we don't have a choice bible says god is not he god is long suffering not willing that any should perish but that all should come unto repentance i do not believe that god cannot save me i believe that god can save anybody we find in 1 Timothy 1:15 Paul made mention that he saved me, the chief of sinners, the chiefest of sinners. If God's able to ch- save the chiefest of sinners, he's able to save you and me. If God saved me, God can save you. And if God saved you, God can save anybody. Amen? Now, thirdly, I do not believe... That the devil is bigger than God. Especially among Christians. They say, oh, I just can't help it. I can't help living with this person. Even though we're not married, I can't help. It's just something that pushes me to take a drink, to take a smoke, to use bad language. To go to places. No, my friend, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to mankind. But God is faithful, who will, with the temptation, make a way of escape. I also do not believe that all roads lead to heaven. Well, you know, even the other day a person told me, he said, Oh, you know, we all belong to one big church. I said, lady, we don't believe that as Baptists. At least as Bible-believing Baptists who have on their sign, it does make a difference what you believe. We do not believe in the universal invisible church that as soon as you get saved, you're, you're a member of the church. My friend, you're not a member of the church until you get saved and you are baptized in a proper way in a proper place, you are not a member of one of the churches that Jesus started. I do not believe that all roads to heaven, even Peter said, there is none other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. That was the name of Jesus. I do not believe that you can wait and choose just any time that you want to be saved. Bible said, boast not thyself of tomorrow. I do believe, though, what God teaches, and this is what the Bible teaches, not what the devil tells me. I do believe that we have a choice. That's why Joshua said in the Old Testament, Choose you this day whom you will serve. I believe that God can and He did save me. God can save you. God can save anybody because in Romans chapter 10 verse 13, for whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever! You take all the whosoever's out of the Bible and you have a, you have a real torn up New version. My friend, you can be saved. By the way, I used to use John 3.16, For God so loved Richard Shot, that he gave his only begotten son, that if Richard Shot would believe on him, Richard Schott would not die and go to hell. That's my translation of John 3.16. And I used to ask people, I said, Just put your name in there. Well, this time I got back to the United States, walked into the house, opened up the telephone directory, and lo and behold, there was my name, Richard Schott. Only my telephone number wasn't right. They, The first three numbers was 519 instead of 842. 842 is Anthony. I looked in the directory and found out that 519 was in Kingman, about 30, 35 miles away. I said, Good grief, how big of a mistake can you make? And so I called my daughter, Deb, up, who has some connection and strings to pull at Southwest Bell, and she got them to keep my old number. And so I told her she called the company, and in a few days I had a new telephone directory. I think I had one of a kind. No one else in Anthony had one like mine. But there was my name, Richard M. Shot, 201 North Lincoln eight four two five nine four six. Aha. But much to my behold, they did not eliminate the Richard shot at five one nine such and such and such. <clears throat> after about two months curiosity got the best of me. The, the phone company, after being told about their mistake, it came time for them to put out another telephone directory. And they did. And lo and behold, both names, both Richard Schatz, were in there. And I thought the idiots. And so about a month after I got that directory, why, I decided to get my telephone and dial 1, that's long distance, and 316, that's Kansas, used to be. Now it's 620. And I dialed 519 and I dialed that number. And I listened for a, bleh, 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 and instead there was a ring-a-ring-a-ring, ring-a-ring-a-ring. And I thought, well, that's funny. About that time, a lady answered the telephone said, hello. <clears throat> I said, is this the residence of Richard Schott? She said, to my surprise, yes, it is. I I didn't know what to say so I said well this is the Richard shot down in Anthony Kansas because I knew she had the same directory and so I said is your husband there and said yes but said he's resting right now he's going in for an operation next week and uh, I said well I don't mean to be too nosy but I said uh, I said uh, I I need uh, I need to find out something I said, uh, what is his, where do you live? Said, oh, we live out here in Cleveland, a little, a little area where there's nothing left except the cemetery and them. And, uh, she said, we live out of Kingman a ways, which was a town, and, and said, my husband is a retired Navy person, personnel. He's retired. The last few years he's, been a bodyguard for one of the officials in Kosovo. Oh, I said, well, then I'm sure that you don't want to give out too much information, but could you tell me where his father came from? I won't ask any more questions about him, but I said, what about his father? Where did he come from? And she said, well, as far as I know, he came from Syracuse, New York. And as far as I know, that's where my father's father came from. So I don't know whether we're related or not, but you know that did something to me. Boy, that made whosoever so much sweeter to me because you know, I got to looking for a doctor who brought an envelope for a former member of our church here, and I met him in my office and I talked to him and uh, I found out what his name was and so I thought, well I'll look it up in the dicks in the in the telephone directory and good grief, there's about seven or eight of that family in the in the paper, and I didn't see any of them that had doctor in front of their name. But, you know, you may have somebody have the same name as you. And if you read in the Bible that God so loved Richard Schott, or whatever your name is, you may say, well, it didn't mean me. But you cannot say that whosoever does not mean you. I do believe that God did and can save you. And thirdly, in this last question I have here, God is bigger than the devil. I believe that. 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he that is in the world than he that is in you. God is, he that is, he is greater that is in you than he that is in the world. I knew something was wrong with that statement. Greater is he that's in the world than he that is in you. That can't be. No wonder I saw my wife shaking her head again. I believe the Bible also teaches that God has only one way, only one plan for anybody and everybody to be saved. I do not believe that they were saved one way in the Old Testament and another way in the New Testament. I do not believe that you can be saved one way in the United States of America and be saved in another way in the Philippines. I don't believe it because Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And God gave us today. He did not give us the liberty to choose when we wanted to be saved. If God speaks to your heart and reveals to you that you are lost, you better run and get saved right quick. If you know that the hounds of hell are after you, you make no delay in making it to the place of safety God gave us today. He said in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Tomorrow, people of all walks of life will brave the hindrances, the guns, the goons, the gold, the ballot boxes, the bullet boxes, the rain, the heat, They have to brave the right polling place to find your name, to cast your vote for someone they believe in will do more than what the other candidates said they would do. You know, I believe that the more we know about all the candidates and all the procedures and the problems there are in in our votation system, the more faith we have to have in the system and the greater fear we must have in the alternative. You weigh that. Someone asked me today, should a Christian vote? I'll give you the answer as a preacher told me one day, he said, I believe that Christians ought to vote. And the question was, suppose both of them are crooks. Then he said, you choose the lesser of two evils. <laughs> I, I really considering the alternatives, I don't know of a better advice to give. Tonight I have tried to enlighten you about God, the devil, and your responsibilities in the fact that you have the deciding vote where you will spend eternity. By the way, would you not vote tomorrow if you knew that the one you would not have voted for got one more vote than your candidate would have? It has happened. In Anthony, Kansas, it just happened that they chose a commissioner by one particular vote more than another commissioner. did not happen to be John. It happened to one of his companions. But my friend, you will choose who will be God in your life. You don't choose that you're going to be God. Oh, you may look in the mirror and say, I am the captain of my soul. You may quote that atheist a uh, poem that he had, The Captain of Your Soul, The Destiny of Your Fate. My, it's a, it's a hair raiser. But I guarantee you, you are not the Captain of Your Soul. You are not, well it is true, you are the destiny of your soul, but not the way the poet thought. Because you are not going to run your life Either God is going to run it or the devil is going to run it. You say, no, I'm going to run it. That's what he has deceived you into believing. You choose who will be God in your life. You will be the one to decide whether you elect to be saved in God's truth or you will be damned in the devil's lies. Be saved tonight and come. Shall we stand for prayer? After prayer, I'll ask Brother Engli to give us the invitation. Our Heavenly Father, press home the truth to each one of us tonight. So many of us have been hiding behind what the devil lies to us about, claiming his promises, thinking we are our own and we've made our own decisions. God, help us. To realize that we are either influenced and moved and going carried along by your word or we are deceived by the devil's lies. If that be true as a Christian or as a sinner, either one, may we make our decision to let you be God of our life for Jesus' sake. Amen. Brother Ingai, please.
1: That's in two seven zero, just as I am. You know the Bible says in John chapter 6, verse number 37 All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. First part of the verse teaches us God's election. And the next part of this verse teaches us our choice. God has elected us to be saved. But God will not save us. He will not force us against our will. You have to come to him to be saved. And the Bible says, he assures us here, the moment you come to be saved, the Bible says, I, he said, I will in no wise, Those who will, will come to me, I will in no wise cast out. You're not saved tonight. God is inviting you to be saved. You can be saved tonight. If you, as a child of God, you've, you've heard the message tonight, you know that the devil is behind all these tricks, the dirty games of politics. Friends, do not let him deceive you. The devil can use many things. To hinder you in serving the lord maybe you have a need tonight the lord has spoken to you for a particular need there may be a sin in your life but you need to surrender to god you may need to give your life tonight friends all you have to do is to come to this altar and meet god will you please come as you sing verse number one come on come, on. come to me.
2: I will in no wise cast out. God wants you to come right now. You have never been saved. Gone. You have never been saved. Gone. You can be saved tonight. God wants you to save
1: Let's yes. see verse 2. Come on. I know God is moving. You need to be saved.
2: Come on. You, saved, come on. You, saved, come on. you have a need tonight. You have a need. Oh, meet God tonight. He wants to meet God.
1: to bow our heads and close your eyes all over please bow your heads and close your eyes I wonder tonight if you're a child of God you have a need a particular need you'd like for us to pray for you in a moment I will pray maybe there is a scene that you need to surrender to the Lord some doubts and fears in your heart right now I do not know tonight the word of God tonight has assured us the fact that God has elected us to be saved shows that God really cares he has the power he can provide us the power to overcome the devil God has elected us to be saved He has not only elected us to be saved, but has elected us to live the happy life. To live a victorious life. Jesus said, I come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. He said, Preacher, I have a need tonight. I will lead you in prayer before we continue the invitation. I'll lead you in prayer tonight. Would you slip up your hand honestly tonight? You have a need. Amen. God bless you. Slip up your hand that I could see it tonight. Amen. I see those hands. Come on. Who else? Amen. God bless. You. Amen. God bless. You. Amen. Amen. Here, I saw the signs. You may put them down. Amen. You have a need tonight. The Lord has spoken to your heart. Heavenly Father, we have seen those hands raised tonight. And I do not know the, those particular needs in their lives this evening. While we know that the devil is working hard in order to destroy our lives, to destroy our purpose in serving you. And so tonight I just humbly pray that you may give us the heart and even the courage for each one of these people to even come and overcome those things to the strength of Christ. Maybe, Lord, those, there are those who have raised their hands and they have never been saved. I pray tonight. Holy Father, I pray that you give us the power to overcome even tonight. Help us to overcome against the temptation of the devil. The devil is an old lion, roaring lion. He never stops seeking to destroy us. Seeking to destroy the joy in our lives as Christians. And so tonight I pray. And as we continue this invitation. Father I pray. You have those people come tonight. And surrender whatever they need to surrender tonight. And this I pray in Jesus name. Amen. We will continue this invitation. What page is that? Verse three. And as we continue this invitation. We have prayed for you we have prayed for you tonight let god know you are going to overcome the devil to the strength of his promises you're going to come to god and lay before this altar those knees let's sing verse three come on now Just for God's sake, you tonight.
2: Say yes to that. Come on.
1: Maybe you need to surrender your life tonight. I still believe God is calling men in this church. I still believe God is still calling men. And even ladies in the full-time service of the Lord. Maybe the Lord has breathed in your heart even tonight. To answer His call. Why not say yes to God tonight? That's us sing. What verse? Verse number four. Come on, yeah. come
2: on. To God tonight. On, let God is all to be saved. We have never been saved. Come and say yes. Say yes to God before it's too late. Come tonight.
1: Let's sing one more verse. This is all we're going to sing tonight. One more verse. You if you need to come, please come tonight. Going to sing this last verse. Verse one. Verse verse one. Come on. Come on. It's going to
2: be the last verse. You need to come. The Lord has spoken to you, please come. Come on. Right now.